Hello and welcome to an NHS England podcast, exploring ways we can create a sustainable workforce of digital, data and technology specialists. There's an acceptance that we really cannot run our health services without digital technologies and without deriving insights from data. Yet the skills to actually put that into action are not moving at the same pace Having the right people in posts to lead that digital change is really important because we've seen before that digital is very easy to get wrong. And when that happens, it can really dent people's confidence. It can stop people wanting to try again. I regularly describe these jobs as one of the best jobs in clinical leadership because you've got combined values, which is around improving care for the patient and for the citizen. But you've also got a tool set and a skill set which allow you to innovate and deliver sustained change. We really need clinical staff to be leading that digital change and making sure that there's a kind of patient focus and a clinical understanding of risk. People who are considering a move from the private sector or the city or whatever, moving to digital roles in the NHS, and people are starting to realise that what we do, what we stand for, really matters. Hello, I'm Dr Gareth Thomas. I'm the former Deputy CCIO to NHS England. I'll be starting a new role as the Digital Innovation Director at Health Innovation Manchester. By background, I'm a clinician. I'm a consultant in intensive care medicine at Salford Royal Hospital in Manchester. I'm Antonia. I'm the Deputy Chief Nursing Information Officer at Sussex Community Foundation Trust, a job that I got today. So that's a change that I've only just become aware of. So I'm not totally sure what that job's going to involve yet. So it means I'm really I'm responsible for encouraging digital innovation amongst our clinical workforce, helping clinicians to feel empowered to use digital tools for their benefit and the benefit of their patients. And I'm a district nurse by background. I'm Beverly Bryan. I'm the Chief Digital Information Officer at Guy's and St Thomas's NHS FT and also at King's College Hospital FT, a joint role. And I lead for digital and data across the South East London Integrated Care Board. Great. Thank you, Beverly, and welcome. So we heard in part one of this two-part series, there are plans in place for the digital workforce and an upcoming digital workforce plan, which will look to address some current issues. This is around providing a leadership structure for digital technology, providing an operational strategic workforce plan, promoting and enhancing professionalism and continuing professional development and reskilling and upskilling of existing staff. And also with this plan, we will introduce new emerging in-demand roles and critical job areas. These include cyber, IT, data and analytics and clinical analytics. And it's these clinical side of things that we'll focus on today. So how can we get more clinicians into data and digital roles, particularly roles that help capture, communicate and use data alongside clinical knowledge to support fellow health professionals deliver data-driven healthcare improvements and transformation? Antonia and Beverly, what are your thoughts about this? How does it sit with you and what's happening on the ground in your areas at the moment? On the ground, on the front line, since the COVID pandemic, instead of me as an IT professional trying to push technology onto a clinical workforce, they're actually pulling me. They're saying, we need it, we can't live without it, we need more of it. And we and many organisations across England are in the middle of digital transformations, putting in new platforms. There's an acceptance that we really cannot run our health services without digital technologies and without deriving insights from data. Yet the skills to actually put that into action are not moving at the same pace 
as the discussions that go on around the platforms themselves, the technology, the transformation. And so I think this digital workforce plan is welcome, but I would like to see it being more prioritised, more highly talked about more often, and it be something that's really at the heart of what National NHS England are talking about, rather than feeling as it sometimes does as a bit of an adjunct to other initiatives. One of my experiences in the pandemic really was how As clinicians, we were completely galvanised around a a certain number of highly focused objectives. And we really saw a huge shift in the delivery of clinical care in that time. But as you say, I think what it demonstrated was this need to have a supporting workforce plan and upskilling so that we can continue that tremendous change that was achieved during COVID. Antonia, from your perspective... Well, we're really lucky in Sussex, where I work, that we've got a very unusually large digital clinical team. We've got nine of us. There's seven nurses and two AHPs in our team. And I know that that is not reflective of what's happening around the rest of the country. And we do feel really lucky to have that. But despite the size of that team, we're still absolutely overwhelmed with work. Similar to what Beverly said, we've got masses and masses to do and we really need clinical staff to be leading that digital change and making sure that there's a kind of patient focus and a clinical understanding of risk that we keep in mind when we bring in new digital tools. So I think because we've been really vocal in Sussex about the benefits digital can bring, and I know not just in Sussex, but everywhere is doing that kind of conversation at the moment, we and we want to make sure there's lots of opportunities for clinicians to come forward when they have ideas. We've ended up being a bit of a victim of our own success. Everybody's coming forward now and they need our help and we need to be able to help them. So I think the more the workforce realise how much digital can help them, the more work there's going to be for digital clinical teams. And to be able to do it safely, we need to have the kind of specialists clinicians leading it's just really clear that we don't have enough even though we're one of the biggest teams in the country we don't have enough so it must be much harder for those trusts that have even fewer than we have and i think having that broad-based multidisciplinary team is really important and i know that was my experience when i worked within salford as a cio we had tremendous support from the the exec and, and the cio at the time to really develop that broad-based multidisciplinary team with a range of skills and competencies Antonio, do you want to tell us a little bit more around some of the focus within Sussex Community Trust and also your Clinical Digital Innovation Lab? Sure. So at SCFT, we've tried to shift the focus. I've mentioned a bit before that we're trying to make sure that the frontline clinicians in our organisation have the opportunity to tell us about the problems they're facing and make sure that they have the support that they need to try out digital solutions, which they think might help with some of those problems. And we know, I mean, it's, it's a familiar story, isn't it? There's a massive mismatch everywhere between demand and capacity for frontline services. So lots of the frontline staff just don't have the headspace to think about digital. They sometimes as well don't have the right skills and knowledge that they need to be able to do it themselves. So our team try to make digital more accessible for all of those people in whatever way is needed. So lots of that is about going to them to have conversations, to try and make it seem more possible. Often that is particularly important with clinicians who don't really fit in that digital mould where they think that they're a digital clinician. You know, it's the people who maybe struggle with it a bit more that we really need to make space for particularly. And I think I've said before, but and to lots of people's absolute horror, that actually I don't think I'm that good at digital particularly. But I think that's a real strength because if all of our digital nurses are real experts in digital, then they get it really fast. And then it's hard for them to explain to those people who do find it more challenging to kind of imagine what's possible and to understand some of the tools we use. So I think we use our perhaps weakness as a strength by being able to spend a bit of time understanding from our digital colleagues and then passing that new knowledge on to frontline colleagues. 
So we need tech to work for everyone, not just for the sort of digital natives, the people who already love using digital, we need it to be for everyone. So part of the work at SCFT has been setting up what we've called our digital innovation lab. But basically, it's just a Teams channel, a forum on Teams where we can share updates on our various digital innovation projects. We can encourage conversations between clinicians who can help each other with digital solutions. We share opportunities and information. Because we're a community trust, that works really well because we have a lot of different sites in different, sort of a large geography. So we need to find a way that people can talk remotely. And we've also, as part of that innovation lab, run a digital innovators program this year for the first time in which 13 clinicians have had an educational program and mentorship, and they're now doing their own digital pilot projects, which will hopefully share across lots of other teams in the trust. So I think it's really just about creating opportunities for us and and helping people see what's possible. And I think that comment about not being a digital expert is really important, actually, because I think we need to be clear with clinical colleagues that actually what we're not asking for is somebody who is always an expert in all areas of digital care and actually maybe appreciates their limitations in terms of an incomplete leader, but appreciates what they can bring to the digital team, whether that's as a subject matter expert, translator, or as a program director and, and executive type role. So there's a range of opportunities really for clinicians in this space that uh, we should really be extending out. Just building on that, I think you're right. We need to demystify what all this means and describe more clearly to our clinical and operational colleagues and nursing colleagues what is expected of them because often when they're faced with the idea of digital tech, it's all a bit too, you know, they don't really understand and there's there's a nervousness and fear. You know, and Antonia's saying she doesn't know everything about it. You know, we need to be honest about that. So examples in our area, I mean, what we're really trying to do here is translate our intent into reality and so here at the in the Apollo program we've done this a couple of ways in the business case we funded both graduates non-clinical to actually start to understand how to configure the way around the applications we've also funded medical information officers that we're embedding in the clinical groups on the ground to translate what the program needs into what that means on the ground which essentially is, you know, we've got digital champions. It's explaining, it's training to a certain extent. Might be an easier way to describe it. But I think my first point earlier is describing what it really means, demystifying it is the key point there. I often think that what we're trying to build here is not digital leaders, but it's leaders who do digital. So who understand the opportunities and and the potential constraints within digital, but can translate that across a, a wider workforce. And I think ultimately this digital needs to be seen to be like clinical audit or clinical governance. It's something that we all do and we all have an awareness of and we're all responsible for. But if we're going to get to that stage, we really need to develop this cohort of clinicians who all share an interest in digital and data throughout their professional lives. Uh, So the workforce plan will set out the key actions which we need to get greater involvement of clinicians into digital. It'd be really helpful, I think, to discuss something around career progression, pathways, professional development opportunities, how we reskill and upskill, and also how we inspire and motivate people to come into these jobs. Antonio, should we start with you? How's that happened in your environment and how have you been able to build that multidisciplinary team? I've mentioned before that we've got our programme 
which frontline clinicians can apply for to get a bit more digital knowledge and to help them to do their own digital projects. So that's not with an aspiration to pull them all into our digital clinical team. That's about having people locally in their own teams who are kind of leading digital in a kind of ground up way and knowing what they need and seeking out those solutions. So I think kind of educating and motivating has been really part of that program. I think as well, it's about having opportunities all the way through a career. So we've got digital champions. I think Beverly mentioned them in her organisation as well. I know that's really common, but providing education to people at that level so that they feel really empowered to do good work in their teams and then showing where that progression can go. So why would you want to be a digital champion? Might it be because you want to develop your own project or might it be because you're working towards becoming a digital nurse specialist or a digital AHP specialist or, or an equivalent role for your clinical profession so trying to create clear pathways is important for people and I think as well having the right people in posts to lead that digital change is really important because we've seen before that digital is very easy to get wrong and when that happens it can really dent people's confidence it can stop people wanting to try again so I think we need leaders who can really understand what digital can offer but more importantly leaders who understand that it's actually all about the people not necessarily about the tech and so how do we bring people along with us so having people right from digital champions up through the kind of more specialist digital posts and then on into leadership executive sort of roles where we've got people kind of influencing the change across the organization the other thing for me is around those specialist roles you mentioned it needs to be everybody's business and I agree with that completely but similar to safeguarding for example is every clinician's role but we still have specialist safeguarding nurses who can really advise and help steer things so I kind of see digital specialist roles as kind of equivalent to that and hopefully that's the kind of place that they'll sit. Absolutely agree. I, mean, I think outlining within a team what are those specialist roles that you require, particularly in aligning them with the organisational needs at the time, whether there's a, a system transformation or an EPR rollout in place, the constitution of the team will change during the evolution of a digital strategy. Beverly, so some general thoughts from you, please, would be really helpful, particularly around how we build the positions and the influence of these digital leaders within an organisation. Yeah, I think since the WACTA review, there's been much more acceptance and understanding across the NHS about the role of the CCIO and the CNIO. We are starting to see those as substantive roles within organisations. I think what we still need to do is be clearer about what the objectives are of those roles. I agree that they need to be leaders first and digital second because the way in which they influence and carry their responsibilities and the effectiveness of them is really around that leadership and communication. But having them report jointly into the CDIO and the medical director for CCIO to the chief nurse for CNIO is very, very important. I think to potentially be controversial, where we've gone wrong in the past is that we've mixed together the word innovation with digital. And what I think these CCIOs and all the people who work for them are here to do is to deliver the will of the organisation, to make sure that how we operate and how we deliver care to our patients is underpinned by digital technology and data. They're not there to go out, buy new stuff, do deals with commercial partners and try and be on the edge of what is actually happening in the organisation. That is what innovation does. And innovation is all about trying to push the boundaries. But until we have a fully joined up NHS where digital information is flowing up care pathways and out of our organisations in a safe way, that's the job for me. 
within the next five to ten years. So we just got to get that narrative clear. Otherwise, we end up with what feels sometimes like hobbyist doctors who want to buy tech out with, I mean, like shadow IT, out with the strategic direction of the wider organisation. I think absolutely understanding what are those core principles and infrastructure that an organisation needs are really, really important. I think clinicians are extremely well placed to influence that, particularly when we're talking about the use of data. And then alongside that, as you say, in some circumstances, there may be the scope for the new and shiny, the innovation part. What are your thoughts around the use of standardised jobs and prescriptions? I know in the centre we've, we've tried really hard to explore the potential, or at least set the parameters I think one of my concerns has been that there's a risk that we're somewhat overly prescriptive and may actually turn people away from these job descriptions. So how would you respond in a local organisation to that template job description and, and how could you tailor that to your needs? Speaking specifically about CNIO posts, because that's the kind of bit that I understand perhaps a bit more than others, I think there's often a misunderstanding from other parts of the organisation about what CNIOs are. It's still not totally embedded across the whole country. So having some kind of standard job description can really help with the kind of conversations that need to be had with the rest of the clinical leadership in the organisation. It can say, here's what the rest of the country is doing, and this is what we would like to see in our organisation. So even if it's not a you must have this job description for every single one across the country. At least it could be a starting point. And I think in a lot of places, we really need to have that. I've definitely have benefited from a national CNIO job description, which has been shared with me, and that's really helped um, to create the posts in our workplace. So I think it's really helpful, but shouldn't be prescriptive. And you must only use this because that does get in the way of people doing things differently and creatively in their own areas. I absolutely agree with that. Job descriptions and competency frameworks, they're all a loose framework anyway. But what's important is that the NHS, if you look at other board-level posts and other roles out with digital, we like doing this. We like that standardisation. It's how we work. So we've got to normalise these CNIO and CCIO roles. And people will mourn, like they always do, about it feeling a bit too prescribed. But it does give us that consistency. And more importantly, it gives the workforce a sense that they can develop themselves. There's a clarity about what's required of them. And they could go and do the job to learn it in one place and then move to another. So I'm all for it, Gareth, to be honest. One of my reflections has been is that there are a variety of roles within our standard organisations, like the public league, government league, postgrad education. These are just part of the landscape, and we really need to have some form of standardisation to get digital to the same place. But at the same time, accepting that these career pathways at present are quite messy, they're quite ambiguous. There's a degree of flexibility that's required, and in my view, that should probably, uh, you know, always be there to ensure we're getting the right people there. Can I just jump in and say that when I introduced myself, I said, and I don't really know what this job is about yet. And I think that's the truth, isn't it? And it really is exactly what you're saying about the sort of messiness about it and that people are making the roles their own and that there are different things required in different places. So when I said I don't know what the job is, I have a job description. It just means that we're all adapting and finding out what we need. So I think that really fits well with the discussion we've just had and maybe means that I don't have to be so embarrassed when people hear that I say that I don't know what my job is going to be about yet. It means it's an opportunity rather than something which is very rigid. It's exciting, hopefully. 
before we close, Beverly and Antonio, can you just describe to me some of the most enjoyable parts of your roles? It's the variety. In my role, I'm doing strategic, transformational, one minute. I'm doing tactical, operational, the next. I'm an enabler and supporter for the organisation. I'm a leader as well. I'm a manager of people. I'm a coach, an analyst, a negotiator with suppliers. The variety of these jobs is so exciting no week is the same as another and that's one of the big pulls and then the other thing I really enjoy is the culture I think working in frontline NHS there's a shared values I like the way in which people really care we, you know we've all got different skills and different jobs but actually we're all drawn together with this drive for improvement and real at heart belief in delivering patient care so I often talk to people who are considering a move from the private sector or the city or whatever, moving to the digital roles of the NHS. And people are starting to realise that what we do, what we stand for, really matters. And that's helping me to recruit people who've got those technical skills into NHS jobs. It's such a varied job and that's the great joy of it. When I first joined the digital team, which was probably three years ago or so, I had a bit of a crisis of identity thinking what on earth am I doing a nurse a district nurse coming over here to do a digital role and it felt really difficult to try and connect the two things but the more that I've been working really with the frontline clinicians who are doing work with their patients to use digital to create benefits that's really where I found that I can make sure that my nursing identity stays central so I think trying to find what those benefits are and being able to show by evaluating our projects that this group of patients love being offered this app which is really helping them to manage their condition or they love being offered a video consultation instead of having to wait for the nurse to come and see them on whatever day so being able to really see those benefits has been really exciting and I think as well Beverly mentioned about the culture and coming from a nursing culture to working in a digital team it just feels a bit disruptive and exciting and like we can do anything like things feel more possible in digital I've found and so I love working in a part of the organization where I feel like that. I absolutely agree. I think I regularly describe these jobs as you know, one of the best jobs in, in clinical leadership because you've got combined values, which is around improving care for the patient and for the citizen. But you've also got a tool set and a skill set which allow you to innovate and deliver sustained change. I think one of the great things that I've really experienced since I've been in digital is, is as you described, Beverly, is working with an extremely diverse team. You work with some fantastic individuals, but they all think differently for me. And I think that's really helpful because it's a very fertile environment to innovate. You can find more information on these programmes and most of the things we've discussed today by signing up to Future NHS Online and searching for Digital Workforce. I hope we've all given you food for thought as to why it's so important that we get more clinicians into these roles that can really help capture, communicate and use data to deliver data-driven healthcare and improvements. Thank you, Beverly and Antonia, for your time today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a podcast produced by Robert Mulligan for NHS England.